This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Fourth and final hour, You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat here with you on a Wednesday. Nick and Ken are off, and Ryan, they're missing a heck of a show. Yeah, they're this is best case scenario for guys like us, this though. Is... I was in depression. Like yeah. I was a little depressed. No more college football. Not only like for my bank account, but just I love the sport, man. I mean, we were talking about this coming in. I love the NFL. Product was a little down this year. A lot of backup quarterbacks, not great quarterback play, and I just feel like the big games, every game I got excited for, none of them really lived up to the hype. Yeah. Whereas in college football, every game lived up to the hype. Red River Shootout, Bama, Texas, uh, both Washington, Oregon games, even though I lost money on both of them by betting Oregon. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's crazy. Uh, it never ends, dude. College football, it never ends. It never does. And what, what a news bomb. Nick, Nick Saban retiring. Crazy, right? Now, I honestly... Where do you rank him as, like, all-time coaches across any sports? Like, up there with, like, the John Woodens, the Bill Belichicks. Like, where, where is he for you? Yeah, he's, he's like... He's got to be up there. I mean, I mean, college football, he, he's number one for yes, me. Yes, yes. Bill Belichick will always be number one for me in the NFL. They're great buddies. Right. We all saw that special. What if... I'm just kidding here. But what if maybe they both go to Atlanta? I'm kidding. Saban's. I think Saban will be in the broadcast booth. I think yeah. he'll be. I, I think he'll be a member of Game Day, or Ooh, he'll do something with ESPN. Luke had that first, so I'll give him a proper Luke, shout that's out. That's a great call. But yeah, and I said the same thing about Bill because remember when Bill did College Game Day for the Army Navy game, and yeah. I was like, damn, Bill has a personality and he's pretty good. And it's not like I don't think Bill's done coaching, but I don't think he has to choose a job this year if he does end up leaving New right. England. You know what I mean? He could take his time. I mean, there's Man. some very attractive jobs, but. I'm just in shock. You know, we're looking at Pete Thamel. Um, just tweeted out the buyouts for potential Alabama head coaching candidates. Dabble, this is why this makes so much sense. I think Clemson would be just fine moving on from Dabble. He yeah. won't adapt. He doesn't want to accept NIL and the transfer portal, and it's only $7.5 million. Bama, how much did they pump into their weight room? <laughs> 250 mil a once lot. again or whatever? A lot. Yeah, so I think that they'd be fine with that yeah. buyout. Uh, Dan Lanning would be my guy. I'd give a kidney for Dan Lanning. He's 20, 20 million, million buyout. Yeah. Kellen DeBoer is 12 million. Dabo, like you said, 7.5. Mike Norvell, 4 million. So those are the names. Can we, can we get James Franklin off of this list that people are reporting? If James Franklin goes to Alabama, I'll transfer somewhere else. If you're a big I'll take Bama my hater, talents to somewhere else. That's who you want. No, you know, and I yes. like Lane. I'm the biggest Lane guy. I think he's one of the more uh, creative play callers. 
I just no, I don't want and, Lane. And I get their boys, and I know that you know yeah. they have a good relationship. They do. Lane was at Lane Alabama. Loves them. He worships them. It was one of my favorite tenures. I'll never forget when they lost, and they literally left him at the game. Remember, he was doing a post game interview, and he's like, "I think my bus is leaving right now." Yep, they're leaving without me, and he had to go to the airport himself. Yeah. But I just Saban is like military like. I don't know that you go from somebody like Saban to somebody like Lane. No. You know what I mean? You don't. But Dan Lanning makes complete sense, and he's only, what, 36, 37 <laughs> years old. He got the Oregon job when he was 35. $20 million makes sense. He obviously knows Kirby Smart. He was the defensive coordinator at Georgia. And um, he was also a GA at Bama, so that makes complete sense. If I can't have Dan Lanning, I don't want Dabo. I never want James Franklin. No. I don't want Mike Norvell, even though no. I'm a fan. I want Kalen DeBoer and twelve million. And like, agreed. What's why does he go back to Washington? You're leaving the Pac-12 and you lose all those guys. All those guys. That was a COVID right. senior-led team. Right. Penix like, is gone. Yeah. To Dan Lanning, to your point, like he's building something. Like with the recruiting class, he's he loses Bo Nix, but he just brought in Dylan Gabriel. He's got all this. DeBoer just lost all his guys. Like yeah. it's going to be a rebuilding year. You're transitioning to the Pac-12. I agree. The DeBoer. And I would love, I would love DeBoer, man. His offenses are so good. His, and he'd be able to recruit so many good offensive talent. I, I just, I, I, I'd be really excited to see what happened. You brought it up earlier, though, when we were first breaking the news. Like, what does this do to recruiting? What does this do to the national title odds? Because right now, Alabama is still currently they're still the second highest odds to win the national championship. Georgia's favored at plus three fifty. Bama's right behind him at plus five fifty. They have. There's this receiver they're bringing in, Ryan. His name is, oddly enough, Ryan Williams. And uh, he is supposed to be, like, one of the greats, from yeah. what I'm hearing. Like, yeah. he's he's supposed to be nasty. Jalen Milrose coming back at quarterback. Like, all their offense is coming back. They have Caleb Downs coming back on defense, who's, like, the second coming of Minka Fitzpatrick on defense. They got dudes all over the field. You know, obviously, when you go to Alabama, like, you're in the mix to go to, like, Ohio State, to Georgia, to Michigan, all these other places. Like, do guys start leaving? Do they start? I don't know. My belief is that this news shocked us, but I don't think it shocked Alabama, right? Like, I don't think Nick Saban would do that to him. I don't think he woke up this morning, looked at Miss Terry, and said, you know what? I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire today. I think— this was talked about maybe even heading into the college football playoff. Maybe these yeah. were conversations behind closed doors with the AD, Greg Byrne. And I just think that they have a plan in place. They know what they're going to do. And there's only one Nick Saban. Like, you're not going to replace him. And I just hope that Alabama fans are patient with the next head coach. Like, just realize that you're not going to get another Nick Saban. And whether it is a Dan Lanning, whether it is a Kellen DeBoer, a Dabo Sweeney, whoever else they bring in, like— they're great coaches. They're going to try and do the best job that they can. But also, the SEC is like a completely different ball game. Especially, does do we think about Sark as well? Oh, like that's Sark, I was just going to ask you that. You know, like Sark's name isn't getting thrown around, and yeah. I understand. And he obviously just got Texas back to the playoff. We're throwing out the Lane Kiffins and all these guys that have Alabama ties. What about the guy that gave Sark a chance? Does he return the favor and go back to Alabama to keep them at national championship relevance? I don't think he does. I'm shocked that that name's not get thrown around, though. Are you? Like, don't you think Sark would make a ton of sense? I do, yeah. Like, when you look at the guys, I always call it the Nick Saban rehab program. Like, he takes a guy, right. it'll be Bill O'Brien, yep. it'll be Sark, it'll be Lane. Butch Jones. Yeah, Butch Jones, <laughs> a guy that's right. maybe got himself in a little bit of trouble. And then yeah. they turn their lives and careers around because they call plays for Bama, and it's the same system. I think Sark would make sense. I wouldn't want Sark. I mean, I like Sark as a play caller, but, like, again, I go back, I watch that game against Washington. You're averaging eight, nine yards per carry. 
and yet you're dropping Quinn Ewers back 40-plus times in that yeah. game. I just think he overthinks things. Um, but, hell, man, he did beat Bama this year. But would Sark really want to leave Texas, especially if Quinn Ewers is back? You have Arch Manning, even if if Ewers did leave. Yep. And they had a really good defense, a top 15 defense. Weren't great against the pass, but I don't know, man. Let me I, throw a couple... You're in the same. You're in the SEC now if you're Texas, though. It's probably easier to recruit at, at Bama, I would say. Do you remember when Eric Bieniemy had all those rumors to go to USC, Yeah. right? Do you yeah. think maybe that Bama would look at him in the college game? I don't want Eric Bieniemy. What about Mike Vrabel as well? We talked about yesterday on the show, you know, Maybe Vrabel to Ohio State. He's yeah. an alum. You just watch Michigan and an alum there. Jim Harbaugh win it. Ryan Day's on the hot seat if he can't beat Michigan this season. I don't think Vrabel wants to coach college. It's funny, though. When I was in school, Ryan, and I was at one of the pro days at Alabama, Mike Vrabel was there, and he was working out Rashawn Evans, so it was kind of cool to see Vrabel there. Belichick obviously goes every year. Um, but, like, I wonder if Vrabel's interested in the college game, if he's maybe a name just so much work, though. You know what I mean? You don't get an off season. Yeah, and I don't. Again, I don't think he's a college guy. I think he's an NFL coach. Money's great but though. I, I mean, would, the pressure. Believe me, if I was Greg Byrne, I, I would I would give Mike Vrabel a call. All right, so I think it's going to be one of these top guys. Dan Lanning makes the most sense, even though there's a twenty million buyout. He's young. He knows the SEC again. He knows Kirby. He knows Saban, and he's a hell of a recruiter. And like. That's what you're looking at right now. And that's the same thing with Lane. I know like Lane's a little bit has been a little bit of a goofball in the past, but who's better in NIL? Like who's better um in the tr- with the transfer portal? But man, I don't know. Why would you leave Ole Miss right now if you're leaving Ole Miss? This is probably the best chance you <laughs> have. To- They're 11 to 1 yes. Ole Miss is. And we talked about this yesterday, of course, like with Jackson Dart. Um I'm a Jackson Dart guy. I don't like have him as a top 5 quarterback in the country. I don't know that Lane, ha ah, man, but it's bam, I could see it happening. Kalen DeBoer that would be a $12 million buyout, and not that this matters. I know his daughter just committed to going to Washington to play on the softball team. She wanted to be close with her dad. I mean, stuff like this doesn't matter if you get a life-changing opportunity like going to coach the uh, Crimson Tide. Right. But, man, yeah, I don't know. What's crazy about this is you had Sark at Texas. You had Jim Harbaugh um, at Michigan. You had Kalen DeBoer at Washington. Like, we could get three of those four guys that were just in the college football playoff as head coaches, and they could all have new jobs. Like, Harbaugh could easily go to the NFL. Maybe Sark does get the Bama job. And then Texas needs a new coach. And maybe Kalen DeBoer leaves Washington. That's what I love about college football, man. Imagine being, like, a a senior in high school, and you're thinking about where you want to go to college, and you want to go to Alabama to watch, like, football. And now there are probably some people out there that are rethinking that decision. Just crazy. Uh, We do have some odds up from, like, you know, offshores of of coaches to get the job. So Dan Lanning is the favorite at plus 425. Glenn Schumann is up there. He's Georgia's defensive coordinator. They're not giving Glenn Schumann the job. Mario Cristobal is a name we have not talked about. Oh, my God, no. I do not want him with the 10-foot pole, but we have not talked about him at all, and he's on Bama staff. I hate to cut you off. <laughs> Just imagine Mario Cristobal. It's the fourth quarter, right, against You're Ole Miss. Seven, You're up seven, And he's like, no, Milro, we're not taking a knee here. And they fumble that away. Imagine the Paul Feinbaum show. I mean, oh Saban would win 9-10. So like a down year for Bama. Like they get bounced in the college football playoff in the opening game, and you have people calling into Feinbaum like, I don't know, man. I don't know if this Saban guy could get it done anymore. Think he, I think the game's passed him by. Man, imagine Mario Cristobal getting that job. Absolutely not. I just love I just love scouring Twitter and trying to find my favorite Nick Saban stat. This is a good one. He's won six national titles while at Alabama's only lost five games by fourteen or more points. That's a pretty good one, Ryan. So 
We'll see, man. Yeah. Who's the guy that you want to see? Do you want to see Landing in Tuscaloosa? Is that the guy that you want to see going up against Kirby? Well, like as a college SEC football fan, year? I want to see him stay with the Ducks. I want to see him in the Big Ten. I want to see him stay at Oregon and kind of like finish what he's building right there. Uh, I would have liked to see them get into the playoff this year. Obviously, they lost in the Pac-12 championship game to Washington. Um, I would like... Because I I like to cheer for chaos and uh, I would like to see Lane. I, just, I would love it. I don't it. want that. I would love all. it, man. I don't want it. Him as the head all. man. No, 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 thank you. Bye bye. I can't see it happening though. I, I do think it me. ends up being Dan Lanning or Kalen DeBoer. That would be if I was going to place a bet today. Those would be the two guys. Kalen DeBoer is a top three, top four head coach in the country. I mean, he really is, dude. Compared to like where he started, I mean, He's I don't know that any other coach would have had that Washington team in the playoff this year. Great offense, but the defense, I mean, they couldn't defend the run, and yet there they were with Michigan holding their own. I know on paper, you know, if you look at the box score, that looks like a blowout, but it was a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He's a great coach. And imagine him with the assets that you get at Alabama. Does Jim Harbaugh shock the world and go to Alabama? (laughs) Who would you rather have, Jim Harbaugh or... uh, Dan Lanning? Or Dan Lanning, yeah. that's Jim Harbaugh. I'd rather have Dan Lanning. Would you? I think I would. Just because of the age? Yeah. Yeah, I think Dan Lanning's a really, really good coach. Yeah, see, and he can recruit the, with the best of them. That's true, because you know it's one thing if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, right? And and so, sort of, you, I know with all the sanctions that could be coming down on Michigan and Harbaugh, right? Like he'd be be a tough guy. It's DeBoer. You called it earlier. I mean, Michigan has kind of been tied to like his dream job, and now with Alabama open, like that's. That's interesting. If there's one guy that you could cross off the list immediately. James Franklin. I was going to say, it has to be James Franklin. It has to be. There How? is no... It would say everything that if Alabama took James Franklin, Penn State would be rejoicing. They would be going absolutely yeah. nuts. They would be th- so thrilled. Whereas with Oregon and Washington, they would be so upset if yeah. they took Dan, right? Yeah. So that's all you need to know from See, a fan base standpoint. If if James Franklin had beat Ohio State or Michigan, then that would make more sense. I don't really, like, I'm not a big James Franklin hater. I just don't love him in big games. But again, like, he beats the teams that he should beat. Every year they win 9-10 games. He just can't beat Michigan or Ohio State. He's never favored in those games. The only time he was, he won the game. But I couldn't do James Franklin, man. Yeah. It would have to be Lanning. It would have to be DeBoer. I would want one of these younger dudes. Or, I mean, maybe it does end up being Lane. I just, I, I can't oh. see Saban. Do you think that he has some say in this? Like, if he's stepping away, do you think he has any say? Or do you think it's just, he's gone? And it doesn't matter what he thinks. I just can't see, like, a guy like Saban with that much control just, like, saying goodbye to the program, especially because he's got a lot of these guys coming back. I think they have a plan. The biggest joke right now on Twitter is that he saw one season of Jalen Milrow, and he was like, no, I'm good. I think they have a plan of of who they're going to get. I really do. I mean, they had to have known this was coming. They had to. They had to. Now it makes more sense. Again, the lap around the stadium after beating Tennessee this year, that didn't make a whole lot of sense at the time. Um yeah, he wasn't really mm. crabby this year. He was so good. Do this we year, think though. this is final? Like, do we think this is a Brett Favre, Tom Brady thing? Like, do we think that oh, he done. wakes up? He, you think he's done? Yeah, he's done. Luke, you think he's done for sure? And I don't think he ever comes back ever again. Luke doesn't. I could, think he's I could see him being bored by like week three that's or, or, the we, thing, or we get man. to spring and he's all out he's there. Ever known his you know, like, entire life, and he's still at the top of his craft. That's what my grandpa did all four times that he retired. Gordy Gillespie, he would just come back and like harass like all the other coaches, and they'd be like, "Dude, do you want to like call plays? Do you like want a spot on the coaching staff?" And he would end up being like an advisor. I don't, I don't know, man. I think Miss Terry is gonna want Nick home. He's got grandkids. 
Maybe he just wants to be, I don't know, man. That's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, too. And, uh, yeah, it's probably time. It was a great coaching job this season. I still just can't believe it. I'm still in shock. And if you're an Oregon Duck fan, you're in hell right now. I cannot wait or to see Trista. Fan. I can't wait to see like, Trista. Ole Miss had their the best offseason in years. Yeah. And now they could lose their head coach. And then I bet a lot of those guys flip. Like, I don't know about Bama guys. I mean, I just saw um, their number one recruit, the wide receiver you were talking about. Yeah. He's not flipping. But I could see a lot of those guys at Ole Miss flipping. And I could see Jackson Dart leaving, too, if Lane wasn't going to be there. Mm, God, so interesting. I we're love gonna this sport. We're going to continue the conversation. You better, you bet, presented by BetMGM. We're also going to get to picks at the end of the show, talk about what we like in college basketball, and also in the Sony Open this week in golf. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here on a Wednesday. Nick and Ken back tomorrow. Uh, Ryan and I are with you until 7 o'clock Eastern time, and then we will hand things off to Trista Crick and Nick Ashu, who I'm sure will give their thoughts on the news of the day. Nick Saban retiring as the head coach at the University of Alabama. And uh, Ryan, our producers behind the scenes were bringing up some great points that people think of everything. They're starting to bet the game of the year lines between Georgia and Alabama on September 28th. Georgia was minus one and a half in Tuscaloosa. Now they are minus two and a half. So uh, people are hopping on everything. I'm sure futures Dealing with Bama, they're going to move to their national title odds. Yeah. Because you're right. I mean, the transfer portal, depending on who they end up bringing in, is going to change a lot. And we're going to see guys come in, come out of the program. It's just, it's crazy. He won, Nick Saban won at least 10 games in 16 straight seasons. Yeah, I was already going to bet Georgia in that game regardless, just because it was a revenge game for Kirby. And I think Georgia was the best team in college football. Yeah. If they're fully healthy with a healthy Brock Bowers, I think they win that game this year. Carson Beck will be back, but yeah, I mean, that's a smart way to look at it. I was thinking about this during the break when we were talking about names that you would not want as your next head coach, uh, since you are an Alabama fan. Bill O'Brien is definitely going to get a phone call and probably an interview. Does that do anything for you? No. That's like telling me that Greg Roman's getting an interview. No chance he actually gets that job. But like you said, a lot of these guys that have ties to the program probably going to get phone calls. I don't think D'Amico Ryans would want to leave Houston, right? I mean, they're in the playoffs year one. He has Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud for the next six to seven years in a division that we thought Jacksonville was going to dominate for the next decade, and it turns out like we don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is the guy Mm. and Doug Peterson's the uh, answer. So I don't think he would leave. Lane makes a lot of sense. Kalen DeBoer makes a lot of sense. And Dan Lanning make a lot of sense just when you look at those buyouts. I mean, this is a program like Alabama. $20 million is nothing. $12 million is nothing. Yeah. So I think they're going to get a top guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the money that he's generated over the last 15 years, I mean, it's they, they can buy out whoever they want. By the way, people are bringing up great points as well, Ryan, that after a head coach leaves, the transfer portal will be open for 30 days after that, right? So... Alabama's got to act pretty quickly so these kids know who's going to be leading them, which, again, brings me back to my thinking of 
like Bama behind the scenes knew this was happening. Like I just I refuse to believe that Nick Saban just brought this up to them. Like he walked into athletic director Greg Burns' office and was like, you know what, Greg, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna retire. I'm I'm just not gonna do this anymore. I, I think he's probably Maybe even coming into this season, thought that maybe this one would be his last. But, Ryan, like you said, this was his best coaching job, man. After they lost to Texas, they were 33-1 to to win the national title. They almost lost to South Florida. They played so bad as 30-point favorites. And then they went undefeated in SEC play. They beat Georgia. And then, you know, I mean, they had Michigan. They should have won that game in the Rose Bowl. And then they probably end up beating Washington in the championship. So, I mean, he very easily could have won the national championship this year. I uh, I just, I think it's crazy. But I do think they have a, a plan in place. We'll see who it ends up being. Yeah. I just hope it's not Lane Kiffin. I don't, he's a great offensive mind, but he can't win the big game. Like, they lost two games this year, and both of them were to Alabama and Georgia, right? Now, obviously, Nick Saban's not there anymore, so Kirby Smart is uh, is going to be the guy that you have to deal with in the SEC. But, man, so if you're the SEC West, right? Well, obviously, now with the, with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, they go to pods and all that. But, uh, I mean, who, like, if you're a team in the SEC, who do you— Who's the team in the SEC that, like, you're waking up right now and you feel the best? Is it Auburn? Just because you don't have to deal with with Bama anymore? Is it Tennessee? Because- I think it's got to be, for me, it's got to be Ole Miss. I mean, unless unless Lane really Lane does Lane. leave. I mean, they have a ton of talent. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're 11-1 to 1 to win it all. I'm not ready to completely write off LSU, even though they lose Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors. I still like what they have. And, man, now... I mean, a better question: Who's the best coach right now in the SEC West? Is it is it who I think it is? Is it Brian Kelly or is it? I mean, it is. Oh yeah, my god, it is Brian Kelly over Lane. It is because you got yeah, definitely. I definitely take Kelly over Lane. You got Elko there. You got Hugh Freeze there. Ooh, I like Elko. <laughs> I yeah, do like Elko I like too. Elko. Uh, I, I mean. I'm honestly surprised Arkansas is hanging on to uh, Sam Pittman. I thought he'd be gone, but he's still there. Mississippi State, who's the head coach that they brought? I mean, Miss- like I'm looking right now, and I would probably say, yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, hmm. I, I I think it would be Brian Kelly. <laughs> it's not okay. So Mississippi State, you got Jeff Lebby. Uh huh. Oh, um, Lebby. Yeah, right. Lebby there. Sam Pittman, absolutely not. No. Yeah, it, it honestly might it's be Kelly. It honestly it's might Kelly. be Brian Kelly who yeah. can't win a big game. And to your point, I'd put Elko before I'd put uh, Lane Kiffin. I yeah. really I want to like see Elko. what it goes like there. No, I do you know, too. Obviously, but I mean, if you yeah. could go and win at Duke, you could probably go win anywhere in the yeah. SEC. Gosh, I would especially now with NIL and all the money A and M has. Whew. Yeah, man. So I mean, I'm seeing more uh, more offshore books with like the next Alabama head coach. People are throwing in Deion Sanders. Could you imagine? And you might get Shador. All those Aflac commercials that they do. You got right? 30 days in the like, portal. I don't actually too. think that's insane. No, I don't either. I mean, I thought it was insane when people were talking about like, like Deion to Dallas or you know, to the NFL. But he likes the college game. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where he could actually win. Can I tell you? I think Alabama would entertain that. I mean, like, he could I go really in, would. He could go into anybody's living 100%. room. 100%. I mean, he flipped Travis Hunter. Yes. To Colorado. Yes. Right? I he mean, did. So, yeah, I wouldn't hate that hire. Can I tell you what? I don't hate it either. Especially if you surround them with the right people. Because that's what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, I... Dude, I would... Brian, I wouldn't hate that at all. I would rather have Dion than James Franklin. 
Absolute. I'd rather I, have Dion than Lane Kiffin. See, I don't know, man. No, I, think I, would, I think I'd rather have Lane. No. Lane. Lane is a really good recruiter. He's he's great in the transfer portal, and I think he's a really good X's and O's guy. I mean, 10 years mm. ago, I wouldn't want Lane because he was a partier and he was yeah. a little immature, but I think he's matured. I don't want Lane. I don't want Lane. What about Urban Meyer? Any chance? No, no chance. Any chance? I don't, I don't think any chance. Um, And I don't think I'd want Urban Meyer either. No. I mean, I'd rather have him obviously run in my college program than any NFL team ever again. Right. But I worry that the game's passing the by. I didn't even really love Urban Meyer those last couple of years at Ohio State. I mean, that was more just like Ryan Day. Um, I think the game's passed him by. I wouldn't want him. You know I, what? The, the Deion Sanders, like, isn't a bad call. And how long do you think call? he stays at Colorado? Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Gosh. They would pay him whatever. Mm, that'd be good. You're right. You get Shadur for this year. He could recruit absolutely anybody he wanted. And they, you know, they do the Aflac commercials. Dion has the utmost respect for Nick Saban. I've heard him talk about it in, uh, you know, commercials like all the time or interviews that he does. That that could be an interesting one. I I, I think it might be Lane. I think they might end up doing that. Saban's obviously going to have a say in who he wants to run the program. Um, Dan Lanning's the guy that I would want. Him, yeah. or, him or DeBoer would be the top two, yeah. I would say. And I think I those want. are going to be the first two phone calls. Yeah. Those guys will get huge offers. Is this, is this move affecting how you would bet another team in the futures market? Like, even though Georgia's the favorite, does this make you love them even that much more? It makes me like Georgia a little bit more, and I already like Georgia coming into the season. Yeah. You know, I mean, we know what they're going to be on defense. Right. I actually really like Carson Beck. I do too. Ryan, this makes me like Tennessee a lot. Makes I mean, because you, you were talking about Tennessee even yesterday before this news broke. They get Bam at home. Right? Yeah. And, th- dude, this Nico kid that they got playing quarterback is, he- he's the real deal. Well, he's and, the real deal. And you know what the coaching staff's going to look like? Because my answer would be Ole Miss. I mean, I I like Ole Miss. I just never trust Lane in big yeah. games. But, I mean, um, this makes me like him a little bit more. Unless mm-hmm. he ends up taking this job and ends up leaving, then I don't like Ole Miss. Because then, I got, like I said, a lot of those guys would flip. Like with Bama, with Saban leaving, I don't know how many guys are going to leave the program, especially, like you said, you got 30 days here with the transfer portal. I think they're going to act quick. I agree. Like, how quick do you think it goes down, though? Do you think that we have a new head coach by next week for Bama? Or do you think it's going to be like a two-week process here? I think they're going to try to like move next, as quickly yeah, as possible. They will. They will. Yeah. They will. I, I agree with you. What happens first? Do you think that Vrabel gets another coach, or Jim Harbaugh decides on what they want to do, or Bama hires a new coach? I'm going to go with Bama hires a new coach. Bama hires a new coach. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even if, like, let's say Milrow decides that he's going to leave, which I don't think would be the case. Because, I mean, like, it was a weird season for Alabama, especially with Milrow. He didn't look any good the first couple weeks of the season. They benched him. They brought in Tyler Buckner. And then Tommy Reese completely, like, flipped the play calling, right? They completely changed offenses. Reese isn't going to be back. I don't think. No, you're right about like, that. That's a good, especially like if, if they bring in an offensive guy. Right, like if Kalen DeBoer gets yeah, that job, Tommy Reese isn't yeah. calling plays. Right. If Dan Lanning even gets that job, even though he's a defensive-minded head coach, I think he's going to bring in his guys. So, yeah, I mean, if you have to lose him, that, that would make the Dion hiring, you know, if you did want to go that route, more sexy because you could probably get Shador. Maybe you could even get Hunter. I mean, like, I would just, I'd want to flip a couple of those top guys at Colorado. I hated the depth at Colorado, but, like, they're top guys. They got some players. They just didn't have any depth, and they didn't have anybody on the defensive side of the ball. But, man, I mean, Shador's an obvious upgrade over Milrow, and it's not even close. Shador's an NFL quarterback. Milrow is a pretty solid college quarterback. But, man, I can't get that Michigan game, that taste out of my mouth. 
Do any of these NFL coaches strike you as somebody that would leave to go to the pros? Like, they wouldn't take a Kellen Moore or a Brian Johnson. They would take a proven guy. So I'm wondering, do you think, like, uh, you know, like a Mike Tomlin, would he be interested? Right? I don't know that like, Tomlin would. Tomlin you know what I mean? Big. Again, because you have to work all season, all year long. Yeah. You know, Mike Vrabel, I think Mike Vrabel could go to the collegiate level and win. I think he could recruit. And I think Bama, like, especially like what I was talking about, he would, like, he would almost, Lane makes more sense just because of the relationship and because he spent time there. But Vrabel reminds me more of like a Saban guy where he comes in there and he's like military like, really strict, runs a really tight program. With Lane, you don't really get that. I'm going to throw a name at you that as a Ravens guy, I would love Mike McDonald. I think Bama goes with an offensive guy, but he was at Michigan with Harbaugh, right? Yeah. He knows the college game. He can recruit. Young coach. Yeah. I think he probably wants an NFL job. That's why he moved from the college game. Defensive coordinator at Michigan to the defensive coordinator at the Ravens. But uh, I, I don't think, see, Tuscaloosa, like the, the fans in Alabama don't know enough about Mike McDonald, so I don't think they would do that move. Like they're they're probably going to bring in a guy who's who's a proven coach in um in the college game. Oh so my god, fascinating! One quick note: Pete Thamel just tweeted this about a minute ago. One more addition. So we talked about the buyouts: Dan yeah. Lanning, twenty million; Kalen DeBoer, twelve million; uh, Dabo, gross, seven point five million; James Franklin, six million; Marcus Freeman's buyout, under four million only. You get Marcus Freeman. Page. There's yeah, your no. defensive-minded head coach, <laughs> and then he could keep Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese, he could. He could, he could continue to call plays. I'm good. I don't think it's crazy, but I don't know. Like this is the best um, situation that Notre Dame football has been in years. Mm-hmm. Like look at the class they have coming in. You got Riley Leonard coming in, and compared to what the schedule was last year, you know this year is kind of like a piece of cake. And and if you're Notre Dame, and we talked about this yesterday with the expanded playoff, man, like two losses, you're probably in the playoff. One loss, you're in there every year, but you could probably afford to lose two, maybe even three games. Yep. So I would never want to leave there. And there's no pressure at Notre Dame. You got to remember, too. It sounds crazy to say that, but nobody cares, man. You know, I mean, at Alabama, you lose one game, they're calling for your head. Marlon Humphrey tweeted out about 50 minutes ago that obviously a former Alabama player, he would have been in the portal so fast if after I heard Saban retiring. Oh, so, and so would I. I mean, I, if you. I mean, that's ah, the thing, but, man. So many of these players. But it's still Alabama. You know what I mean? And if and, and that's why you got to act quick. And if you get a guy like Dan Lanning, everybody already wants to play for Dan Lanning. Guys guys still want to play for Lane Kiffin. Now, if you bring in Dabo, that might screw your program over. Because you could look at it like he's an Alabama guy. He went to Alabama. He's a winning coach. He's got the national championships. But, dude, like, Clemson hasn't been Clemson in a couple of years now. Look mm-hmm. at the offensive side of the ball. I mean, we both bought into them this year. They don't yeah. have a wide receiver that could create separation. The reason that they don't, they won't hit the portal, and they don't want to spend any money. You have to do that at Alabama. Right. So he would have to change his stripes. And I don't know that Dabo wants to do that, man. An image in Loch Ness. <laughs> How would you feel, though? You wake up tomorrow morning and Dabo's the guy. Would you rather okay, Dabo or Lane? No, wouldn't feel But good. you have to have one of them. I would take Lane in a heartbeat over Dabo because yeah. you know he could recruit and you know that like if, if I'm a 17, 18 year old kid, do I want to go play for Dabo in his black eye right now or do I want to go play for Lane? You really want to know who gave him that shiner. You really do. I have to know. I think it was Tyler from Spartanburg <laughs> or whatever the hell. Somebody yeah. definitely punched him oh, in the face. Big time. That's not like a black eye big, like you were playing pick up hoops time. at LA Fitness and yes. you caught an elbow no. going up for a weak side rebound. I think it was a player, don't you? Or maybe it was like an angry parent. Not playing I wish it was me, though. and I don't ever promote violence on this show, but we both yeah. had Clemson futures. Sweet they really. should have beat Florida oh. State. They should have went up two scores. Yeah. 
Play calling was terrible. Terrible. They had a the weirdest situation this year. That, like every game during the broadcast, they would talk about this field goal kicker who hit like a seventy-two yarder in practice, but he wasn't like the short distance kicker. So we had to watch that one kid cost us money, and he couldn't hit a thirty-five yarder. Like, how the hell do you got a kid that can hit a seventy-two yard field goal, and you're not trotting him out there every fourth down when mm. you're in the red zone? Insane. Yeah, but man, I just. Dabo makes so much sense. We've been talking about this for years. Oh, for a year, especially. And that would be the time to leave Clemson, and they want him out. So when they were in their peak of their like run where they were winning national titles and Dabo signed that like $90 million extension, there was a buyout for Alabama, and there was a buyout for every other school because they knew that that's who Bama would target when Saban retired. But that talk's kind of quieted down a bit. And if Dabo, you could have your pick, it would be Kirby, right? Easily. I don't and think I, he would ever leave. Though. He wouldn't. Not now. But they're certainly going to give him a call and just just see what he's doing. But he's he's. I mean, he goes there and there's not even like a oh. drop off. Oh, you're you're right. Yeah, you're right. We wrap up the show. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM on the other side. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet. Presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. What a show it's been. You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. We are wrapping it up now. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat. We're filling in for Nick and Ken, who will be back tomorrow. Make sure you go back and listen to the podcast, all of our live instant reaction to the Pete Carroll news, and then obviously the Nick Saban news as well. We had Kate Constable on. We talked about NFL Wildcard Weekend with her. We talked about Wildcard Weekend with Mark Drumheller. Also, Isaac Trotter joined us to talk about college hoops. Uh, but the Nick Saban news, Ryan, has has taken over the show here in the last hour. We still can't believe it. We're trying to wrap our head around it and figure out who Bama is going to hire as their next head coach because not only is it a big decision for the landscape of college football, but Ryan, whatever coach that they decide to get is going to have ripple effects throughout the rest of whatever conference that coach is coming from right. and obviously the rest of the country, right? Because these teams that we're talking about, Clemson, Ole Miss, Oregon, Washington, these are teams at the top of their conference, teams with national championship aspirations. Um, so it's it's crazy. Well, that's why it's such a big deal, right? I mean, we just watched Alabama have a shot to beat Michigan, who ended up winning the national championship in the first playoff game, in the semifinal game, and now Nick Saban is gone. And then we hear these names. You know, we hear Lane Kiffin, and Ole Miss has a legitimate shot to win the SEC this year. And then you hear, um, you know, Kalen DeBoer. Washington just played in the national championship game. Dan Lanning has one of the best classes and one of the best transfer uh, classes coming in. And Oregon was a double-digit win team this season. So then who, like, if he gets the job, then who replaces Dan Lanning? And you have Oregon going to the Big Ten. So that's why I love this sport, man. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's and unreal. It feels like it was like three years ago that Pete Carroll today was fired. Like, I almost forget that Pete Carroll was fired and is no longer the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. That's a great point. Kawhi Leonard signed a three-year extension. <laughs> who cares? Nick freaking Saban is out at Alabama. He's retired. We're never going to see Nick Saban. I never say never. I don't think we ever see Nick Saban on the sidelines ever again. The can greatest you, coach in college football history is officially done. Can you recall like the sports news that you've ever gotten in your life, whatever first comes to your head, where you've truly been the most shocked with what you've seen? Yeah, Michael Jordan retired. Michael Jordan. Retired. I was at basketball camp, and my dad, like, we didn't have cell phones at the time. 
And I got to the video store. We owned a video store. My dad's like, you're never going to believe it. Michael Jordan retired. And I was like, you know, get the hell out of here. Michael Jordan. And he's like, yeah, he's going to play baseball. And that's when I was like, really like, okay, get the hell out of here. And no, yeah. Like the first time, not the yeah. second time. Michael yeah. Jordan. Luke, what about you? Honestly, for me, it was when Kobe died. Yeah. That was that's crazy. That was yeah. up there. Uh, that and then when Andrew Luck retired too. Yeah. I remember watching and there, you know, the red breaking news comes across the screen. I'm like, oh, what is this? Andrew, what? Andrew Luck's retiring? So that was, uh, that was crazy. Another Kobe, crazy honestly. moment was when um, Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins in the prime of his career for a broken down 30 year old running back and David Johnson. And he gave you like no reason why that was pretty shocking to me. And then when when the Titans traded AJ Brown for, for a bag of muffins and and that was pretty weird to me too. Yeah. That's that's pretty shocking. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Ryan. Is is. there any, is there anything that you would do right now with Alabama? Like for people listening, what would be your advice? We talked about the, that game of the year line against Georgia. Like, I actually think that's a great play with Georgia under the three. It's at two and a half right now. I think that's a good bet. Like anything that you would do right now, like, would you attack another team's future? Would you sit back and wait on Alabama? Would you like, you know, would you not bet? Jalen Milrow to win the Heisman now or would you bet him because they could be bringing in like an offensive genius like what would you do yeah I'd probably stay away with like from like anything with Alabama Mm -hmm. you know unless you have some really good inside information that like Dan Lanning or Kalen DeBoer is going to take that job they're going to be able to keep most of their guys and you like what they're going to be able to do the one thing I'd maybe pump the brakes on I know a lot of people do like Ole Miss this season I wouldn't like Ole Miss a lot if Lane left and I know you don't want Lane as your guy but if he leaves I think Jackson Dart leaves maybe that's a good thing man I would rather have Jackson Dart than Milrow. Absolutely. No. I, no. I mean, they could, no way. They're, they're like the same guy, but Jackson no Dart way. has the better arm. Milrow could hit the deep ball a little bit better. I think Jackson Dart might be the better quarterback. Milrow didn't I, play good against Michigan, and, and he'd be the first to tell you that. But, I mean, his center also contributed a lot. Well, yeah, him. that didn't help. That, I, that didn't help. I would love to say maybe I would buy in on some L, um, some LSU futures. The only problem is that defense. I mean, they had dudes last year, and they were still like outside the top yeah. 100 in we, every metric. We're talking metric. about Harold, Harold Perkins. Perkins. They're like, <laughs> and, they're, and they're dropping him back in coverage. Like, yeah. the dude does one thing very well. He gets after the quarterback, and right. we're playing him like he's, like he's a free safety out there. So... Yeah, the only thing I would do, game of the year. I think that's a great look. Everybody, I, I saw really Tyler tweeted t- about yeah. it too. Yeah, like that's, that's a really, that's good, a really look. good look. And I would have probably liked Georgia in the game regardless, even if Saban was the head coach. What's the absolute crazy move that you would just be, just go nuts for? Is it Jim Harbaugh going to Bama? Is it Dion going to Bama? Dion like, Bama. Dion Bama, you would just live for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I'm the guys, then I'm the Colorado guys that are buying in on the Dion. I would love Dion. Like, I would too. I would too. I, would would do. I like more. I like Mike Norvell, but I would have loved Dion at Florida State as, as long as he surrounds himself with the right people, right? Like I liked Sean Lewis. I didn't really understand the move, and I get like they had lost a couple games in a row, but it wasn't because of the offensive side of the ball. It was because that defense was brutal. But as long as he has like the right guys, you know, if Dion gets the job at Alabama, I don't want to see Tommy Reese calling the plays. Give me no. a better play caller than no. Tommy Reese. Yes. But yeah, Dion would do it for me. I gotta be honest, like Kalen DeBoer would do it for me. Look what he did at Washington. Look where he came from, South Dakota. Yeah. And uh I like Dan Lanning. And Dan Lanning is young as hell. He's only 37 years old and he could recruit. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Uh all right. So that's what we got on yeah. the Nick Saban news. They're obviously gonna be talking about it on BetMGM tonight with Nick Ashu and Trista Crick. I will be on at the start of the show with them right here in the DC studios breaking all that down. Let's go to the dope ass beat though, Jake. Wrap up the show with some best bets.
There we go. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM reward points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens or converted to MGM reward points that can be used towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms. At over 20 MGM resorts, download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com today. Also, download the BetQL app for all the tools you need to take down the sports books, including five-star plays like Jalen Johnson under 17 and a half points tonight. That's what the BetQL model likes today. Ryan, give the people some winners. What do you like for tonight? All right, I'm staying away from the NBA until the day I die. I'm sorry. Nick and Ken will be back tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I'll head over to college basketball. Last night, a 3 and one night. My totals went good. The only problem was my biggest bet of the night was Pitt. I uh, planned on watching that game. Duke struggles on the road. They were 0-3 against the spread this season. And uh, I got home, and it was a 22-point game. So I immediately flipped that off, turned on some Netflix. Worked out great. Uh, Tonight, though, I'm going to go back with an ugly dog, and I'm going to take Central Florida at home, 7.5-point dogs, minus 105 over at BetMGM. The total is 145.5. They're playing Kansas, number three team in the country. Love betting against Kansas. Love betting uh, against Hunter Dickinson. And like I said, man, first Big 12 home game for Central Florida. I think they could keep this one close. And then I think we're going to be going against each other here. Uh, I like Florida on the money line against Ole Miss. Yeah, Florida needs a quality win, man. I mean, they're not great. They're 62nd in the nation in field goal percentage, but they need a a quality win. And I like their strength of schedule so so far. I mean, they played uh, six Power 5 conference teams already. They just went against Kentucky in the SEC. I think they're the more battle-tested team. I know Ole Miss is off to a nice start. They have 13 wins. They're 13 and 1, but uh, they haven't really beat anybody yet. So give me Florida and uh, give me Central Florida as my ugly dog against Kansas. All right, you're rocking with the state of Florida. Hopefully we both win that Florida Ole Miss game because I took Ole Miss plus three. You like Florida on the money line. So hope you get a nice little middle there. Favorite play in college hoops tonight, Tennessee, Mississippi State. First half under 64 and a half. That game tonight reminds me a lot of that Houston-Iowa State game from last night. Top five team on the road. Two and a half point spread. Two elite defensive teams. Tennessee's number two according to Ken Palm. Mississippi State number 10 on defense. That's going to be an ugly, hard-fought physical defensive game so I like the first half under there Mississippi State that's a big game for them that they need for their resume I also like Wisconsin uh against Ohio State normally I'd be on your side Ryan but Ohio State's just you've talked me off to that now I can't I can't do it with the Buckeyes I can't do it give me Wisconsin and then I like Marquette tonight I'd lay the 11 and a half with the Golden Eagles against Butler I think this is a get right spot for them Seton Hall has looked good twice this season that was against UConn and Marquette both at home I think Marquette bounces back tonight at home I'd lay the 11 and a half with them against Butler Ryan we got golf tomorrow we haven't talked about it today two guys that I absolutely love went down the street to the BetMGM Sportsbook right next to Nationals Park I took a little Brendan Todd at 45 to 1 and then I took some Lucas Glover at 55 to 1 as well the handicap this week for golf You don't want guys that drive it long. You want accurate golfers. You want precision golfers. Old man golf, fairways and greens. Last week at Kapalua, we got a course 
that was wide open. Guys could miss wherever they wanted. They can drive it as far as they wanted. And then it was a second shot course with their iron play and their putting. This week, it's all about precision. You got to drive your ball straight. You got to put it on the green. And you got to have a good short game as well. Brendan Todd is as accurate as it gets on the PGA Tour off of the tee. He got a new caddy, Paul Tostori. And if you follow the game of golf, you know Tostori is one of the best in the game. Has a very similar game to Webb Simpson. And I think that's going to help Brendan Todd. So uh, I would look at him this week. And then Lucas Glover, again, another guy who's accurate. He excels on courses like this, where it's all about precision, short game. And uh, if the wind picks up at this course tomorrow, Ryan, scores could be a little lower than maybe what people are thinking. But if it's calmer conditions, then you're probably looking at a guy like 20 under par to win it. So those would be my two guys, Brendan Todd and Lucas Glover. I love it. Anything for you? I love it. Nothing there, but let me throw out a couple more totals. I've been on fire in these in college basketball. I'm actually going to play this one right now. Um, Now, we're not getting the best of the number. It went from 162 to 159 and a half. It's about to tip off in seven minutes. Give me Kennesaw State and Stetson under 159 and a half. Like it. And then give me the under. You talked about that Louisville Miami game. I'm going to go under 157 and a half. So two totals for me. Nothing in golf yet. I'll All join right. you in a couple weeks. Yeah, there. it's Hawaii time, so we got time. They don't tee, tee off until later tomorrow, Eastern time. Ryan, this was fun. Heck of a show. Thanks to Kate, Mark, Isaac for joining us. BetMGM tonight. Thanks to Nick Saban Follows for retiring up. in the middle of it. Yeah, thought we were going to have to talk Kawhi Leonard. We never even had to talk any NBA. It was no, a beautiful thing. No, we didn't. We <laughs> talked plenty of Nick Saban, and I'm sure uh, you'll be discussing that on your show. I will be talking that on my show tomorrow. They'll be talking about it on BetMGM tonight. They follow us. Nick Ashu and Trista Crick. So make sure you stick around for that 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern time. Nick and Ken back tomorrow. Ryan and I back next week right here on You Better You Bet. We will see you then. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.